Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, America's favorite internet show. Oof. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you are listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast platform of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks, Miss 305. She's going to be at the Texas High School Football State Championship Games instead of seeing Pitbull. She's Ashley Pickle. That's a true fact, right? It's yeah. a true statement. It hurts. I, I love the state championship games, but yeah, there's one one time when I wish that that was not happening it's at tough the same scene. time. It's a tough scene. You know. T's and P's. Devoted, committed Person. to the job. You really are. You are. You're committed to the to the game. Big old company gal. You are company. <laughs> Today is Friday, November seventeenth, twenty twenty three. 
Six days until Thanksgiving. Let's go. Something I can get pumped about. Six days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Danny DeVito. Oh, nice. Danny DeVito, 78 today. Happy birthday, Danny DeVito. Martin Scorsese's 80. It's a big day. Good Lord. Uh, It's episode 1,696. On today's show, folks. Kind of nice. uh, We got some. It's a little nice. Like in the middle, it's nice. Yeah. On today's show, folks, we're we're really dumb. We got Craven bets. It's a big weekend of college football across the Lone Star State, and Mike Craven will tell you where to put your units. We'll talk to him coming up here in a moment. In the back half of the show, helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We've gathered up all your questions into a bushel basket. It's a it's a decorative Thanksgiving cornucopia. Mm-hmm. And we will answer uh, a number of them coming up here at the back half of the program if you stick around with us. Speaking of sticking around with us, tonight. Tonight. Dave Campbell's Texas football. Tonight. Tonight. It's almost like it makes sense. Uh, as Nick Lalpius and Ishmael Johnson take you through the biggest games across the state. Last week was uh, in the by-district round. Was fun as heck. Was a heater. It was a heck of a good time. You guys were bouncing between. You guys at one point had three games that were in the final minute of one score games, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had two games that were. One of them was 13 seconds tied. Yeah. 33 seconds tied. 109, one point game. Yeah. All three of them tried to kick a field goal to win it. Yeah. And we had them up all at the same time. It rocked. Texas football tonight's the only place you can get that. Do you um, know how hard? And you you'll get this, but probably not. I can't begin to tell you how hard it is as a producer and an avid Texas high school football fan to contain myself when that's going mm-hmm. on. Because at least you can go on mm-hmm. air and be like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I'm behind the scenes still trying to focus on, like, where we need to be they getting to. to but I'm also like, like, my, my director, Blaine, looked at me last time. He was like, Pickle, I need you. And I was like, sorry. No, I know. That's the thing. Is that, like, our, like, I've said this before, but, like, the talent side of it. Yeah. It's it's not easy. It's no. not easy. It's a different kind of challenge. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have to contain my emotions on the air. No. I can just be like, this is awesome. Why don't we talk and about it? And you can react and take it all in. Yes. I'm reacting and taking it all in, but I'm also thinking about what graphic or score update yes. or where which camera we need to, or which one's about to go in the uh, commercial break. Yes. Like, it's... It's hard. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's fun. I get that. But it's hard. I can I can appreciate that. Um, it's hard when things are going well. Because <laughs> I was also, well, and, and to that point, um, if you remember, I don't know if you know this, but the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Um, and during, so during game one was a Friday night. Game one mm-hmm. of the World Series was a Friday night. That was the night that Chris uh, Corey Seager hit a uh, two-run game-tying home run in the ninth. And then uh, Adolis Garcia hit a game-winning home run in mm-hmm. the 11th. All that's to say, all that is to say that I know that there were a lot of distracted people in the back. Oh, my goodness. I so was, much uh... so that like when they, when they won, when the Rangers won the game, won the series in five games which meant there wasn't another game on there wasn't a game six Thank on friday god there was like i know that that like my producers at valley were very happy about that because it's like okay we can actually do our job yes <laughs> like we don't have to be like like squirrel you know yes. like like hanging on every pitch of oh a yeah we're, we have a full crew of basically nothing but college guys yeah do you know how impossible it is to keep them focused when their favorite baseball team is I there? I can't imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, so all that to say, Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and on TexanLive.com. And on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, right? Yep. One person who will be locked in to Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight, we presume, is Mike Craven. Our As senior, everyone should be. Our senior college football writer. Um, but one thing that he's certainly going to be watching is... Uh, is what the people in the desert think, as a great man once said. Because it's time for Mike Craven's college football financial advice in a segment we call Craven Bets. It's Craven Bets, America's most lucrative segment. Here on Craven's Corner, and on this corner, we make money sometimes, most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. How did we do last week? At two, two, and one. So okay. still playing, still spending that big money. That's okay. 10%. Uh, we're down 10%. 10%. That's okay. That's okay. This is where we, we rally and we, we get above, uh, above water here uh, in what is going to be the, uh, I guess, really, this is the last big Saturday of college football season, right? Because next week, it's kind of going to be scattered across the week. Yeah, next week it'll be split up a little bit. Some games on Friday, obviously, with the Thanksgiving weekend. So, yeah, the, the last real Saturday to, to, cuddle, to cuddle up on the couch and watch 15 hours of football. Well, let's all cuddle up with these bets. Uh, we'll start uh, in uh, in Memphis, in Memphis, Tennessee, 11 a.m. on ESPN2 as the SMU Mustangs look to keep their AAC title hopes alive on the road at Memphis. Uh, SMU is an eight and a half point road favorite, and that is a little bit too rich for you. Spent the first half of the season begging people to join me on the SMU bandwagon wagon. I'm spending the last couple of games telling people like, calm down. Like we're not, you know, they're not, they're not going to blow everybody out here. It's been a while since SMU's played a team with a winning record and beat that team, right? They were, they had an easy entrance into their American athletic conference schedule this year. I think they win this game. I think they win this game on the road. They're not an overly explosive offense. So I don't think this one becomes a, a 51 to 21 type game. I think this one's pretty close, and they win by a touchdown or so. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see what happens there in Memphis. A real AAC road test here for the uh, the for the the, the the Mustangs. Okay, so let's move now to one o'clock uh, on Saturday as the Rice Owls visit Charlotte in what can only be described, I think, as a must-win game uh, for. Yeah everything going with rice uh rice is a two and a half point road favorite you think they get it done i think they do they went on the road last year against charlotte and got upset when all the momentum was going their way i, I think they remember that bloomgren's gonna have them up they're playing for their season they're they're probably playing for the coaching lives there on the staff and so they need to get to six and six get to bowl eligibility that requires them going on the road and beating the charlotte team to the revivalry we go we're calling it the revivalry, guys. I'm not. I'm not going to call. What is it? The blue bonnet battle? Yes, that's awful. Not I'm, great. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Let's go back to the drawing board. It's the revivalry. It's TCU and it's Baylor going down at Amon G. Carter, uh, 2:30 p.m. on Saturday. TCU a 13 point favorite over what can over what I think can only be described as a pretty woeful Baylor team. You think TCU covers that 13? TCU's got a lot more to play for. They're more talented. They're at home. 
I'm not sure I need more reasons like that Baylor team for lack of a better word is broken. They just don't seem like one that is playing great football. They're not great in the trenches. They're not great defensively. TCU played pretty well in the second half Josh against Texas, Josh Hoover getting better and better each start. Uh, I don't think the Horned Frogs are a great team, but I think they're good enough to beat Baylor by two touchdowns plus. To Lubbock we go, where suddenly an absolutely enormous game for the Texas Tech Red Raiders as they host uh, the Golden Knights of UCF coming to town. A uh, matchup of five and five teams. One of these teams is going to walk out of this game uh, bowl eligible. Tech is a three-point home favorite. You think the Red Raiders are going to get it done? I do. They're at home. They're really good at home under Joey McGuire. We saw UCF last week against Oklahoma State. That's as good as they can play, right? Like, I I think people are higher on UCF coming out of that game. We had seen nine games previously. I'm not changing my my opinion on them completely just because they beat a hungover Oklahoma State team after winning Bedlam. Give me Joey McGuire. Give me the Tech Raiders uh, at home there and love it. Uh, And finally, let's go to uh, the game that has been screaming trap for an entire Three weeks now uh, as Texas visits Iowa State for the last time uh, for the foreseeable future. Going up there in uh, in what is a, a, a massive game, their final road game of the of the regular final true road game of the year. Uh, taking on Iowa State, they are Texas is a seven and a half point favorite. You think the horns are going to cover that? I do. This is two-pronged. One, Iowa State hasn't beaten anybody. Look at their record. They're just beating up on a lot of bad teams. I, I don't believe in them all that much, too. Texas is always a good bet against when everybody's believing in them. They tend to be pretty good when they're not, you know, favored by a lot or when people are going, hey, this is going to be the trap game. This is going to be the trap game. It's at night in Iowa State. The Cyclones are talking a little mess publicly uh, in the press. Texas hasn't played a full four-quarter football game in a couple weeks, but I think they're the team that was up by 20 against Kansas State and up by 20 against TCU more than they are the second half team. Uh, Even without Jonathan Brooks, I think the Longhorns roll here. He's Mike Craven. He is our senior college football writer and our financial advisor here on Craven's Corner. Because on this corner, we make money. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world. Delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. All right, Pickle. On this playoff football Friday, it's time for our final pre Thanksgiving yeah. helpful Honda Mailback Friday. The North Texas Honda Dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and reliable 2024 Honda Ridgeline. Make sure to stop by your NTX Honda Dealers today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. You asked, we'll answer. That's how this whole thing works. You guys put the questions in the comments on Wednesday. We gather them all up into a bushel basket and we answer them here. I That's thought we how were in a works. cornucopia. I'm sorry, cornucopia. Correct. Thank you, Thank you for, the, for, for correcting me. Get in the right a mindset. Cor- cornucopia. And we're going to dig into that cornucopia and, uh, and, and, and really answer the questions. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. didn't really know how to dismount there. But, <laughs> well, uh, it wasn't pretty, but you landed. And, uh, yeah, well, land, landing and crashing are... Landing, crashing is a type of landing. This is true. Right? Yes. A bad one. But nonetheless, it is landing. What's our first question, Pickle? Um, let's go with... What are some under-the-radar games of this week? Mm, okay. Under-the-radar. Mm. So, games that are not, like, top of mind. Like, uh, South Oak Cliff and Melissa is not under-the-radar. No, Do we agree? that's very much in the radar. Um, I talked about Houston Lamar and Ridgepoint. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little bit under-the-radar. Like, I would certainly categorize that as under-the-radar because I think people sleep on Houston ISD overall. And I think Fort Point Ridge Point, maybe because they have two losses, but people don't don't pay time attention to. I'll give you three games from different classifications that I would classify as very interesting but under the radar. Okay. okay? We will start Where is this game? Certainly I could have done some research on this. Okay. We will start in uh, where is this game? Oh, in College Station. Mm-hmm. In College Station, seven o'clock Friday. It's College Station in Magnolia. Okay. Uh, I previewed on the picks video full shear and AM consolidated. Right. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that that region, on the other side of Region Three, you've got College Station in Magnolia, and College Station's been rolling. College Station looks excellent. College Station's my pick to win the region. Mm -hmm. However, I think this Magnolia team is worth your attention because I think that they have a lot of the pieces that you need to beat a team like uh, uh, to beat a team like College Station. Now they got to go on the road. 
they, they apparently, I don't know if this was a coin, there was a coin flip at some point, either last year or this year. And uh, so this game is in College Station. But the way that Magnolia plays, specifically the running game they've got with Hunter Andrews, mm-hmm. I think he's a problematic matchup. And they're throwing the ball pretty well with Tanner Whittington. The other thing for me is that I think their defense can find a way to slow down Aiden Martinez-Brown. I think this game is way under the radar. If this game weren't in College Station, it would be close to like a pick'em game. Mm-hmm. But I think that because it's in College Station, College Station has the advantage. But keep an eye on that one. I think that's flying way under the radar. That's one. Okay, so that's a that's a that's a five A game. I'll give you a 3A game. And I don't know why it's flying under the radar because it involves a team that played in the state championship game last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's because there's four inv- four losses involved. Poth and East Bernard. Yep. I am fascinated by this East Bernard team. So they've got, they've got three losses on the year. But those losses, okay, Edna, Hitchcock, mm-hmm. and Tidehaven. Those teams have won a combined, quick math here, 27 games this year. Yeah. They're 27 and four, those three teams. They have rolled everyone else. They have absolutely rolled everyone else. And don't don't forget, it's not long ago that East Bernard kind of ran that region. Oh, yeah. They've, they've got that slot T. The slot T is the devil. Uh, although they are throwing the ball a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Did they change? Uh, their, their quarterback, Clayton Falcus, has been good. This is a an East Bernard team that I think is worth paying attention to. And for Poth, a team that's been very good, but maybe not as dominant as they have been in past years. Just keep an eye on this one. I'm 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 interested. East Bernard has tweaked their offense a little bit, and I think that they can give Poth a, a, a little trouble. So that's a, that's another game that's under the radar. I'll give you one more. Okay. And again, this one's under the radar because it's got five combined losses on it. Wink and Munster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wink and Munster is very interesting. Munster, like, I get it why people are are throwing dirt on Munster because they are seven and four and their record's kind of ugly. But again, look at who they've lost to. Bells, nine and one. Paradise, ten and one. Pottsboro, nine and two. And Collinsville, ten and one. Mm-hmm. Everyone they've lost to has at least nine wins. Is really good, and they were in a lot of those games, right? They were punching up Bells and Paradise are three A teams, mm-hmm. right? They have a win over Winthorst. Okay, this is a Munster team that I think is serious, and they also Brady Carney has a tendency to build his team up better as the season goes on. They get Wink. Wink was a team. It's like it's now revisionist history. Like let's not let's not do revisionist history. We had big concerns about Wink oh, yeah. coming into the year because Cannon Gibson wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And while I don't think that they have re- they they haven't replaced Cannon Gibson. It, that's a, that's a he's tough a, task to do. He's a singular player. Yes, they haven't replaced him. But what they've done is they found two guys to really carry the load. One of them is uh, Jeremiah Gallardo, the senior. Uh, they've they've run him at quarterback. They've run him at running back. He's a star, but the real breakout star has been this freshman one in running back, Kamid. I think it's Faciani. Mm-hmm. He's going to go over fifteen hundred yards on the season this week. Like he's been a stud. 
I think this game is going to be a lot of fun. Wink and Munster is an under-the-radar game. Where is that game? That game is in Tuscola. It's at Jim Ned. So that is I'm, – I'm very interested in that one. I think all the – everyone's paying attention to Albany and probably we're like, oh, we're going to get Albany and Collinsville or Albany and Winthorpe maybe in, in a regional final. This game between Wink and Munster, the winner gets Albany probably. More than likely, I think Albany's going to beat Celeste. More than likely gets them next week, but they're dangerous. I like dangerous. I like Hooks and Dangerfield. I think that one yeah. is. It's not necessarily going under the radar. It's kind of a more if you if you know you know type yeah, of that, game. Yeah, that's a good way like, to put it. Yeah. If you if you pay attention to small school ball, you recognize how good it is. But if you're just kind of parachuting in and I'm like, hey, I want a small school game to like look for. That's a great one to watch. Hooks. That, uh, so Steph's going to be at that game mm-hmm. uh, tonight at Pirate Stadium in Pittsburgh. That game fascinates me for a couple of reasons. One of them is that Hooks scored 92 points last week. The other one is that Hooks also gave up 57 points last week. Mm-hmm. Step told me this. So that, that final score was, I think, in 92-57 yes. against Clarksville, I think it was. or Yeah, something like that. Okay. They scored 92 points. Edgewood. Played Edgewood. 92 points. Do you know what the score was at halftime? Fifty-one six hooks, which means they gave up fifty-one points in the second half. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm fairly certain they just threw in their twos. Yeah. Okay. So, like, it's kind of buyer beware. Like, oh, like, which team are you? I will tell you, they have to play four cores against Dangerfield. Yes. Because Dangerfield, Chase Johnson, and Bubba Hampton, and stuff like that. Also a good defense. The other thing that that atmosphere. I'm very jealous of Step. Mm Mm-hmm. That atmosphere is going to be bonkers out there at Pirate Stadium in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's another one. All right. We spent enough time on that question. What's next? Um, let's go with what will be the what will be different for Texas without Jonathan Brooks? Uh, yes. So They're Jonathan be more one-dimensional. So Jonathan Brooks is out for the season, torn the star ACL. running back with a torn ACL. Uh, I've seen some people. I've seen some people. Have you seen this? There's some Texas fans who think that that was a dirty tackle, uh, that they think he he alligator rolled him. Um, I I don't have a I don't have a dog in the hunt. I don't have a dog in the hunt. I didn't see anything. I've watched it a couple times. I think it's one of those things that you kind of see what you want to see. I I have a weak stomach when it comes to that, so I try to avoid watching. It just it it looks like it looks like a pretty standard open field tackle. Yeah. That his knee kind of got caught up underneath him and like it sucks and I'm not rooting for it, but I think that, that you know, but there's a difference between that yeah. and it being an intentional yeah. dirty. I don't think it was a, I will say this. I do not think that I don't remember who's tackling him. I don't think that was intentional. Yeah. I'll say that he's not out there trying to injure Jonathan Brooks. I think obviously they're going to, they're going to need more from Quinn yours. I think this has got to be like, I think it's got to be the Jadon Blue and C.J. Baxter like breakout, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if you're going to see more of that Savion Red package. Yes, you know what I mean. They have a name for it. I've listened to Craig call call it games enough that like they have it's it's essentially like a a third essentially like third and short, fourth and short mm-hmm. type thing where they take Savion Red, who did play quarterback at Grand Prairie. I think it was Grand Prairie, not South Grand Prairie. I should look that up. They're gonna get mad at me. Uh, he went to, I want to say Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. He went to Grand Prairie. Okay, yeah. I, I got it. Save your tweets. Um, 
I think you're going to see more of that. Um, and I wonder if they're going to play, honestly, a little bit quicker because they're going to be cycling through a couple yeah. different running backs. If, like, the – not yeah. that they – I mean, they, they do a really good job of playing quickly. Quinn mm -hmm. Ewers leads a really good kind of hurry-up offense, but I genuinely wonder with the constant rotation or what I will – what I expect to be a constant rotation of a stable of running backs, I wonder if that's going to continue to kind of push them to go a little bit Here, quicker. Here's another thing, and I don't have any inside information. I wonder if they are. I wonder if you're going to see Jordan Whittington in the backfield more. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad. If idea. you, I mean, he's got obviously he's got a ton of experience playing running back. Like he was, he is was Sanders, functionally a running back at Quero. Have they been kind of using athlete. Sanders as a tight end at yeah. all? Because that that's another player mm -hmm. that they have. That's another arsenal in that. Like, hey, if you need to gain short yardage, throw it to Jatavian Sanders more. Just dump I it think, off to him. I think what you need to do if you're Texas. And what Steve Sarkeesian's probably doing, and usually he's usually been pretty good. Is you gotta think players not you gotta think players not plays. Yes. And think players not positions. You've got dynamic threats. Move them around. And it was kind of like if you remember Rashawn Johnson, Rashawn Johnson kind of turned into like an emergency running back. Mm -hmm. And now he's in the NFL playing running back. Yeah. He's a quarterback at Port Nature's Groves. And now he's he's playing running back in the NFL. So I would I, my guess is Obviously, you're going to see a lot more Jalen Blue and C.J. Baxter. Mm -hmm. They desperately need Quinn Ewers to get healthy, like because he's clearly not 100%. No. And then, yeah, I, I wonder if you're going to see guys like Whittington in the backfield and you're going to see more of the Savion Red package. So um, I I personally don't think – I think they're going to take care of business names. That's me. I'll go on a record. I think they're going to take care of business names. Um, but – it will be very interesting to see how they tweak that offense without what was very clearly their most dynamic playmaker. So, uh, that's what I think. What's next, Pickle? Um, let's go with what is who is on upset watch? Maybe because they're looking ahead to next week. Because there's a lot of possibilities mm. for really good games next week. Like uh, Carthage and Pleasant Grove. I think Katie's on upset watch against Cy Fair. Yep. Cy Fair is dangerous. Yes. Cy Fair is dangerous. And they would be looking forward to North Shore. Mm -hmm. They'd be looking forward to North Shore. Um, I would say that, no. I think we're going to get Pleasant Grove and Carthage. I think Pleasant Grove is going to beat Cattle Mills. I think Carthage is going to beat Van Alstine. They're pretty comfortable favorites, in my opinion. Um, Willis. Mm, Willis has a yeah. very dangerous Tomball Memorial squad, and if they're looking forward to DeSoto, yep. then they can get caught. They can absolutely get caught looking. Um, I'm trying to think of any other big-time showdowns in the regional semifinals that we're looking forward to. Um, Those are the, the – Willis Willis is the man, one that springs to mind. The uh, the pairing in 6A – or no, yeah, 6A D2 Region 3, Fort Bend Hightower and Houston mm -hmm, Heights. Mm -hmm. And then on the bottom side of that, you have C.E. King and Clear Falls. Yes. C.E. King needs to watch out because Clear Falls is not Clear a bad Falls team. dangerous, no. And they would absolutely be looking Clear forward Falls. to Fort Bend Hightower thinking, okay, we're going to run – because we always run through the, that kind of Cypress mm -hmm. area. We're going to be perfectly fine. C.E. King and Cy Falls is one that I would say keep an eye on. I'll also, I'll also say this. PSJA North. Yes. Okay? So next week they would get probably Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial if, by the way, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial has got to deal with um, uh, who's it? who they got? 
they've got uh, Brownsville Veterans Memorial, which is not easy. Mm-mm. That's a tough Brownsville Veterans Memorial team. In fact, the computer has Brownsville Vets as a touchdown favorite in that game. Oh, wow. Now, I think Corpus Christi Vets going to win. Yes. All that's to say, PSJA North has got to be careful here because Victoria East is a good ball club. Mm-hmm. It's a good ball club. And if they get caught looking towards the coast, they get caught looking towards, uh, towards Corpus Christi to what's happening with the Vela and Miller game or what's happening with Corpus Christi Vets, they can get caught. So I think those are those are a few teams that need to make sure that their eyes are on the prize, their eyes are right in front of them, because otherwise it could get very, very dicey in a hurry. Um, all right, what's next, Pickle? Let's go with, uh, what do you think of the new name of the Baylor and TCU rivalry, the Blue Bonnet Battle? I think it sucks. The trophy is even worse than the name. I think it sucks. Have you seen the trophy? Yeah. It looks like a hockey puck that your looks like a hubcap that your grandma painted for you. Looks like a hubcap that flew off a wheel on thirty five. Yeah, and then someone's crazy aunt picked it up and did a painting on it. It's awful. It's awful. And I get so. Also, the thing that makes me so mad about that, as a person who grew up in the hill country, and that's where actually all the blue bonnets are, there are not that many blue bonnets over, like yeah, in between, between Fort Worth and Waco. Waco. If you wanted to say the battle between Waco and UT was the blue bonnet battle, or Baylor and UT, I would mm. be willing to hear it because that side of 35 has a lot more blue bonnets. You don't see all that many blue bonnets there. What's between? So let's think. What's between Waco and, and Fort Worth? You can call it the traffic bowl. Yep. You can call it the Kalachi bowl. Yes. The Kobosnik. Kobosnik bowl, right? Kobosnik, whatever. The check bowl. The check bowl. Because everyone stops in West. The Wampus Cat bowl. Yes. My task is between there. The Italy bowl. The Italy bowl. Um, the Italy gas station where I lock the you keys can, in the swag wagon bowl. You can. You can do. <laughs> you can do a lot. Here's the thing, though, and here's here's the, the construction bowl. <laughs> construction bowl. Here's the thing that nobody wants to say, say out loud. Okay. They had a perfectly great name, the Revivalry. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's a great name. It, yeah, it's two private Christian schools. It's it rocks. awesome. It's fantastic. I'm gonna win friends here. Mm-hmm. TCU. You'll notice that people don't call them Texas Christian University anymore. They just go by TCU. Mm-hmm. This is opinion. This is an I think. We're going to do I think I feel I know. I think. He's just trying to push his Catholics back on top agenda here. <laughs> nah, Notre Dame got wrecked. And Boston <laughs> College sucks. Um, I think TCU is trying to. Distance itself. Not dis- Yeah, not distance. I think they're trying to, to cast a broader net. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're trying to get away from from that a little bit, like kind of just distance themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you call your your rivalry with another, with the Baptist school, the revivalry. the rivalry that gets harder. Yes. And so I think that's what's going on here. Uh, but it sucks. And I'm not going to call it that. No. And they can't make me until they pay us to call it that. So it's the rivalry. It is. The Blue Bonnet Battle stinks. And yeah, we can we can call trash. it. It's just bad. And by the way, I'm happy to see I'm happy to see that it's like unanimous across the internet. They're like, this sucks. This is awful. Yeah, everyone has said it. 
Like there's not I don't th- like I don't think there's anybody outside of like the marketing departments for I Baylor and TCU, TCU that are like this thing rocks. <laughs> um no, it's bad. It's very bad. Okay. Uh let's do one more. Um, got yeah, we're a week out from Thanksgiving. What is your menu looking like? Which is interesting for you because you're mm. you're hopping on a plane. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. So I'm hopping on a plane uh, on for, uh, Tuesday morning. Did you end up getting a turkey shipped out there? No, it, I know uh, we had talked about it at one point. The our favorite turkey place, mm-hmm. which still waiting for that sponsorship. Yep. Um, our favorite turkey place is all told relatively affordable. Yes. You out on the shipping, though. Yeah. And the shipping gets... Like, I want to say they wanted 40 bucks to Ooh, ship that man. turkey. Okay, yeah, and it's and, already... And I'm like... And it's going to be for an, uh, for an auxiliary turkey. turkey. Yep. It's like, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep my powder dry till Christmas. Because my, my wife was... So we're having Christmas at our house. Nice. My wife was like... Because we usually do um, enchiladas and margaritas on, on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That's as as baby Jesus intended. Yeah, no, we do full on pickle side Mexican Christmas. Absolutely. 110%. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, and then we normally do kind of Christmas dinner with the turkey. My wife brought up the idea. She's like, well, what if we had, what if we did enchiladas on, on Christmas Day? And I looked at her and I said, honey, I just really want turkey on christmas day and so i'm gonna i'm gonna get what i want now it we're, we're probably for christmas we're probably not gonna cook a ton we're probably gonna do a lot of like go to different places and get sides mm-hmm. that are already made well that's the other thing about our favorite turkey place there's a lot of really good sides they that they sell as they well do. yeah well um, and that's kind of cool too because we always get like more of like the cajun turkey mm-hmm. side of it and mm-hmm. so that's like that's cool for Yes. Christmas because it's something different. It is something different. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I need to talk with, I, I have had conversations with my in-laws because mm-hmm. they're in charge. We're going to their house up in St. Louis. And a turkey, obviously, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. Um, I want to say we're going to do, I think we're, I think she's going to let me make my Brussels sprouts. Oh, nice. Um, Brussels sprouts, rolls, etc. Um, and then I believe because, and I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but like Max is uh, egg egg free. He's, yeah. he's he's mildly allergic to egg, uh, so we're gonna find like an egg free like uh, pumpkin pie recipe oh, nice. and stuff like that. So yeah, I might try to. I'm usually the guy. I'm trying. To, it's been a minute since we did Thanksgiving up there in St. Louis. Yeah, but I'll probably get a wild hair on like Wednesday afternoon and be like. You know what? I'm going to the store and yep. I'm going to go I'm going to go buy something to make Egg, or something like yeah. that. So I'll probably get a wild hair and do that. But yep. that's that's where that's where we're at. What's cuz I know you're hosting. I am hosting and it's like full family this time. You're the hostess with the most. Um so I set the menu. Yes, you do. Um so I'm taking care of turkey, which Tuesday is turkey gathering day for me at our favorite turkey spot. So don't worry, they're still getting our business. Like mm. I've got this on lockdown. I'm doing uh the dressing, which I have my old my uh grandma's turkey dressing recipe mm-hmm. so doing that uh i've obviously got gbc because i call iso on that every single year regardless mm-hmm. of where we're at and then i'm doing the mashed potatoes and the gravy uh, my parents are bringing up a ham and then it's the rest my mom makes really good sweet potatoes we've got deviled eggs uh my granny makes really really good homemade cranberry sauce mm-hmm. so she's gonna bring that um rolls sweet tea desserts mac and cheese the whole nine yards uh, okay. all out so yeah. very very excited but i've got the i since everyone is traveling up here which is 
about a four hour trip for all of my family that's coming, I'm taking on like the massive bulk of yeah. of all of the prep. Okay. So. Well, do you feel do you feel like you're in a good spot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've I've hosted Thanksgiving before and it went really well the last time. This one's a lot more people, so there's a little bit more pressure. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I feel good. I feel confident. So okay. I think my mom might stay with me that Wednesday night so we can get up in the morning and like really crank through stuff. Cause the last time I hosted, I did everything by myself and mm. I was up at like 6am like going. You gotta, so. ex- you gotta accept help. Yes. You, like you, but you also, and I haven't been to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming you have, you don't have this, like a, a, a kitchen the size of the studio. Yeah, right? I do not have a kitchen the size right. of the studio. I have a much you, bigger kitchen now than what I did it in last time. Though, you do so have helps. to, like, accept help, mm-hmm. but also be firm when you need to kick people out. Yes. Be like, I need you to go somewhere else. Well, yep. Well, and the other thing is when you only have, like, like we only have one oven. I know that mm-hmm. some of my other family, they had, like, two ovens, and that makes yeah. a world Man, of difference. That's, like, you that's talk- luxury. You want to talk about, like... The other, the other half, how the other half live. Mm-hmm. People who have two ovens during Thanksgiving is clutch. So that's the biggest thing that you have to do is figure out like, okay, yeah. here's how long this needs to bake, and here's how high it needs to be baked on. What can I also put in? What do I need to take out? And like, what can we take, make, and take out, and then reheat right before we're going? It's another reason why I don't mind. I think a couple years ago, if you'd come to me and said, "Hey, you're going to go buy a." it's a pre-cooked turkey mm-hmm. i'd say that's a sin yes absolutely but now a i've had it and it rocks oh it's the best and b it, it still needs time in the oven i think it needs like two hours ish about yeah. two hours in the oven but you want to talk about freeing up your oven so helpful like so helpful like because i just remember like when i would start helping out like my my folk cook thanksgiving like when i was like in my teens and mm-hmm. stuff and I helped them out. I remember thinking, like, man, because we only had one oven, because <laughs> we ain't living in this fucking, you know, uh-uh. go on. Um, the I remember thinking, like, oh, my dad's putting the turkey at like seven a.m. and it needs all day to do it mm-hmm. and you can't do anything else in the no, oven no because you have to have it set at, obviously yeah. when you put stuff in the oven then it takes the heat away from it so sometimes if people are cooking two things at once you'll turn up the heat a little bit mm-hmm. that always scares me or you've got to just leave it in there longer yes. than what it says and yeah the turkey is definitely one where it was like you can't put anything else in there it's going to ruin your turkey or your turkey's going to be in there for 12 hours yes absolutely I think you're absolutely right um, but I'm hyped yeah very hyped. Yeah, it should be. Um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And remember, next week, uh, as a programming note, uh, we have a show, a live show Monday. We'll have a taped show Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we're dark the rest of the week. Yep. So no show Wednesday, no show Thursday, no show Friday. We will be back on Monday. After but that. that next that Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, you can watch Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight. We will Man, be doing an back episode on, on Friday. Yeah. So yeah, I'm supposed to be calling the game on Bally. Um, scoreboard will move to scoreboard is fr- is tonight, Friday, um, for Abilene Denton Ryan. That's tonight. Next week, it is moving to Saturday, and depending on when the game is that Bally's going to do, will depend on when I'm working as well. Mm-hmm. I might be working Saturday afternoon. I might be working Friday night. 
Whatever. So, all that's to say, don't expect a show next Wednesday. We gave Powers the week off. He's already... Yep. He's, he's in the Bahamas. He's gallivanting. He is gallivanting. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. One last thing to do today, Pickle. And that is to roll out the Week 12 by District Playoffs, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Oh.